Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet. No GPS. No text messages. No podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 274 of the Walking Dead TV podcast. This is Russ, and join with me tonight are again almost a full house. I have Rich, I have Jim, and I have Daryl. Oh. Hello. Aaron is... is He's, off hob, he's off hobnobbing. Yeah, that's what he's doing. He's on hobnobbing with his free movies and his parties. Right. Or is this just cover for him being a secret agent? Inquiring minds want to know. No, because no secret agent takes that many pictures. Oh, yeah, good point. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Or do oh. they? Maybe that's just to throw off the scent there, Daryl. Oh, they're taking pictures of the people that they're investigating. Yeah. I'm being in the picture. We're okay. on to you, Aaron. We're on okay. to you. Cool. Anyway. Uh, <clears throat> I don't think we have any news uh, this week. No. Not that I saw. There really hasn't been. I mean, there's <clears throat> there more really complaints about the ratings dipping. Yeah. I mean, again, same song. Pretty but, much. You know. You know, lowest week ever rating slide. But but aren't they way. still decent for cable? I mean, when you yeah, look I mean, at it in the grand scheme, considering there are like 15,000 channels and everything <laughs> else nowadays, I mean. That's the thing. I mean, all ratings are mm-hmm. defined. So. When it hits that level, there ain't going to be no more shows. And is that just broadcast time you're talking about, or is that the plus three and plus? Well, of course, we don't have plus three and seven for this episode, but still. No. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I haven't really heard much. I did, I did find, uh, hear or see an interesting article, not not related to The Walking Dead mm-hmm. necessarily, but um, one of the things that they're showing is uh, Nielsen tracks their ratings up to like plus thirty, oh. and and they're seeing for some shows a considerable uh, uptick in the in the overall numbers between you know zero day and and the plus. It's 30, because there's too which, much stuff out there. It takes us a while to catch up. Right. I mean, oh, plus they listen and nothing's on, and then they you exactly. Know, I mean, and then they know what to watch. They got they got they have to they they have to go through all of HHWLOD and the Taylor Network family of shows, and then they have you know that's a lot. But they're you know <clears throat> unfortunately advertisers don't really look at it, but. I, I, I what what the article was trying to say is that these numbers might be important for like overall uh, engagement of of viewers. You know, just to say like, hey, is this show uh, you know tr- you know popular, trending up, trending down? You know, the the live numbers may not be there, but is the show getting well, followed? See, is 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 kind of what when they first started started including the plus three and plus five and plus seven numbers. It made a big difference for a lot of shows that were on the bubble. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, For the network to keep or or, or get rid of them. I mean, uh, there were a lot lot of shows like that. So, I mean, extending out to plus 30, I mean, will give 
plus, I mean, if you look at it in the streaming wars, it'll give it, you know, the, the, hey, you know, this show has a little more legs to it, you know. Well, the CW even went as far as to start including the Netflix um, views mm-hmm. to yeah. save shows. That's true, because yeah. they were always a season behind, uh, but yeah. CW had such a big uh, viewership mm-hmm. on Netflix after the fact, after yeah. broadcast. That it, you know, it almost doubled their numbers. So, well, I, I, think I would be I, real. I'm sorry, Rich. Yeah, real quick, I would be interested to know because I know it's in syndication here and in a few other markets, like bigger television markets. I'd like to know the syndication numbers on the one. Yeah. I mean, and that's like an edited for a regular television version. You know, I'm wondering if that has like has drawn an audience as well. Me too. Do the actors get yeah. uh, syndication numbers? while they're still filming in the show? I mean, are they getting their residuals off of that, or does it come after yeah. the show ends? Oh, no, they get, everybody gets... Yeah, that's what I well, thought. Well, you look at that um, lawsuit that recently... Yeah, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, good point. ...where they were told that they were lower than they were because of the revenue. Well, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, and then the whole <clears throat> thing with Bones, where yeah. they... And that's just a lot of networks. A lot of times, the network will spike their own uh, yeah. their own show. So it's like, oh, we'll we'll give it to the Fox. Um, we'll give it to Fox for syndication, even though it broadcasts on Fox because it's a lower license, you know, fee to mm-hmm. keep it in house, as opposed to. And, the, and the then you add all this crap mm-hmm. that the writers, agents, and stuff that they're pulling in these big firms, which looks like it's going to start getting turned around but still i mean that just all of this stuff combined and with the advent of just having so many choices out there you know and realistically this is the time where the old school model of thinking for entertainment value in advertising and everything else needs to catch up i mean the streaming wars is kind of forcing it now but i mean you think about it i mean that plus 30 number you're talking about russ more than likely if they are people that are watching that are either watching it where they're not getting the commercials or it's on their dvr and they're fast forwarding through the commercials so you're not getting that ad revenue uh bang for the buck if you're the 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 sponsor but at the same time there's, we're starting to see more and more where it's appropriate um, them having, you know, in-show sponsorships, you know, having more prominent with products. You know, it's not it's not, you know, Bob's, you know, wheat O's or something uh, cereal sitting on the table. It's actually Cheerios or what have you. So, you know, it, I. I'm kind of glad for where this is pushing us. But at the same time, I'm afraid there's still these old fuddy duddies that are just not willing to make the right changes and it's going to hurt a lot of creators i think in the long run well what do you do yeah. right i mean y- your model is built around broad, around yeah. commercials so if the viewers aren't there so what do you do you got to get that money from somewhere you can't. what's the second part of show business exactly. business yeah you know it's well yeah well, I mean, but well I, most most shows most shows what they want to do they want to get the fifth season. They want to hit that hundred uh, mm-hmm. or so episode mark, so they can get that syndication money. That's yep, what yeah. CW has done with a lot of their drama shows, with the Flash yep. era of gone into syndication. Drama shows don't seem to do as well as comedy shows in syndication, but there is a ton of money to be made in syndication because all of your production overhead has already been spent. You know, right. it's exactly. all yeah. cream. It's all cream off the top after that. So if they can. Well, well then I mean, the one I'm, thing I'm, we don't. Just let me finish my point real quick. I'm sorry. 
But, I mean, if they're able to use not only broadcast, um, you know, uh, syndication, but also keep that mind share and that kind of thing where people kind of come back and watch parts of the show or whatever into, like, the streaming services, make it, like, a biddable IP, like, you know, the millions that have been paid recently for Friends or, or um, Big Bang Theory, you know, recently, or things like that, then, you know, they're, that's why they keep saying, you know, oh, The Walking Dead will never end. We're going to split it off into all those things and these movies and everything. They're going to keep growing the IP and keep bringing that money in, you know? Yeah. If Walking Dead can do what, uh, you know, Dick Wolf has done with Law and & Order and yeah. Chicago and, you know, all the men and all those shows going into syndication, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. That's why they want to do more shows. For, what, 24 seasons now? Oof, Something yeah. like that. Something yeah. Olivia's still looks good. Well, one of the things we don't have insight into is the foreign yeah, market. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's a bigger deal oh, these yeah. days. Because Law and Order was be, big so. in the foreign market. I remember hearing that. Yeah, I mean, a show like, uh, you know, again, we don't know what the, those numbers are like outside the U.S., but my my guess is it's pretty yeah. good. You know, I'm sure, you know, whatever, wherever it's broadcast overseas, whether it's Canada or, or, or the U.K. or Europe or Asia – you know, I don't know if Netflix handles some of that stuff in the, in the foreign markets or if some it's of it. local, you know, local affiliates. But there's there's that whole segment of of the market that we just we just don't really have yeah. much visibility into. So I, I could easily see it, it, we're seeing it with movies too, right? Like how many movies did, have we seen that flop mm-hmm. in the U.S. but do gangbusters overseas or in China? And, Venom, Venom was a yeah, great example yeah. of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Chinese market alone, and I mean, they have some really great. I mean, look at uh, Wandering Earth made like what three quarters of a billion dollars worldwide, and I mean, that's what's that's what's great about living in the internet age, despite all the trolls and nonsense that's out there, is because you can look these things up. And I mean, you know, looking at the foreign box office alone, it's pretty amazing to see what happens and how. Really, domestically, we're a small piece of the pie in a lot of cases, um, you know, and it probably comes the same way with TV. I mean, I've looked up some of the, you know, worldwide numbers where, um, you know, Fox's international brand distributed, you know, in Europe or wherever it might be, you know, but it's still not counting like all the little markets like you're talking about, Russ, like in, in the more rural areas of the world. So I don't know. It To me, that it's a good thing and it's a bad thing. Just look at the recent NBA stuff going on. Um, but it advertising just, it, it's, it's going to a whole new level. Yes. I agree with like the whole syndication and making sure that you have something that can be sold repeatedly to corporations for commercials and whatnot. But you know, where shows that can, where it fits the story, have as much product placement as possible. I mean, you know, fear the walking dead, one example recently, you know, was the whole uh, orange um, Fanta or whatever, you know. Again, I, that's a small potato thing, but the more you can incorporate that stuff in, the more ad revenue you can bring in. And then those plus 30 numbers and stuff don't really, they're not a detriment to the people who are advertising on that show. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think it's, it's, it shows, again, engagement. You know, do our, do, do people even care about this show? Because if if people are watching it thirty days after, then there yeah. is interest. You know, the, there's an mm-hmm. audience there. There's there's you know there's eyeballs to be had some some way. So uh, you know, again, I mean, what it means to advertisers is 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 one thing. You know, what it means to 
you know find a way to 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 change the paradigm as far as how 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 these things make money is is something else too so it's uh daryl you and i have Mm -hmm. said many times i'm you know it i would i would hate to be an executive in the tv business in the broadcast television business right now because it it's just got to be death by a thousand cuts like every time you turn around you know numbers that that would uh, you know get a show canceled Mm -hmm. after one week are now you know Second highest rated show. Yeah, they're hits now. Yeah, it's like it's it's a lot. It's funny. It's it's a lot like American comics right now, where you know you have to change what you think of as uh, you know the the popular books. Those numbers just keep changing every time. I mean, yeah. I mean, look at I mean, Raina Telgemeier is the number one graphic novelist in the in the world right now. And nobody who reads comic books even knows who she is. No, that's a whole other market. <laughs> exactly. exactly. American comics is trying to get into that. Uh, guess what? Yeah. My eight-year-old daughter knows who she is. Yeah. That's, that's, that's all of her books. They don't do these things for no reason. That's why yeah. you're seeing all this yeah. young adult material. And, I and agree. The paradigm I, is shifting, sir. I'm not <laughs> surprised that even thinking about taking it back to Walking Dead, why they would go the route of a younger cast for the new show. Because they're trying to sense. capture it's like, that. It's like their young adult novel series. Yeah. yeah. Right, you know. Well, and two, obviously, costs. Oh, that, too. You yeah. know, getting mm-hmm. get a bunch of younger, unknown they actors and actresses, less. you could pay them a hell of a lot less. Than <coughs> Stranger you're Things. You're going to pay. <coughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry. Excuse me. I had something yeah. in my throat there. Don't get a nosebleed. Those kids are getting paid yeah. now, though. And they're ending the show. So, you know, they don't, they're not going, they don't want it, when it gets a little too expensive, then they stop. Yeah, but honestly, uh, with that storyline, four, four years of the 80s, I think is plenty enough for that without. Oh, for sure, for sure. But all of dry. that comes into it. I mean, all of that comes yeah, into play. Yeah. The, the amount of money, because each season, you know, everybody's, everybody's salary goes up. Uh, I mean, they don't have to ape it, but that whole idea of the young people having an adventure away from adults mm-hmm. that has been, I mean, it was a staple in the 80s movies before it was, you yeah. know, aped by Stranger Things. Oh, for sure. But, yeah. I mean, but with that kind of resurgence and that kind of storytelling, I mean, it, it's 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 a really smart choice for them to go with that. With well, them. and they're not totally leaving that universe. I mean, this whole no. Duffer Brothers deal that's going on, yeah. more than likely from uh, I was sorry things about the I've... Oh, okay. I was just going to say, though, I mean, more than likely they're going to have other shows that are set around the the dealings of Stranger Things that don't Same involve... Same thing with Walking Dead. Dead. Yeah, that's why I was saying I was yeah. worried about Walking yeah. Dead, because yeah. we yeah. are Walking Dead podcast and stuff. And but, um, yeah. <laughs> oh, we are. Yeah, yeah. To bring, bring it back. back. So after our 15-minute There's No News <laughs> segment, uh, let's get into the episode. Season 10, episode 2, We Are the End of the Brought World. Brought to you by Alphabets. <laughs> yes. I'm not going to tell you what they're made of. Oh, don't tell me. Don't tell me. I really know. don't want to know. They're made of people. No. Oh. No, oh. no that's the Impossible Burger. Don't <laughs> yeah. Mix it up. <laughs> uh, I, I must say, so... Uh, this episode was kind of billed as the origin of mm-hmm. Alpha and Beta, kind of the origin of the Whisperers. Um, I wasn't that keen on. I didn't. I didn't hate this episode. I didn't. Wasn't that enjoyable it. though? But I, yeah, I to me either. Uh, no. 
yeah, I, I was not a huge fan of after after last week's episode. To me, this week was kind of a, a letdown. I like so, Samantha Morton's performance we'll in it. Um, I thought of her course. was on was on point uh, as Alpha, um, but I don't know. There was something kind of it almost like uh, natural born killers kind of mm-hmm. moment there in the yep. middle where they were yep. like uh, they were like dancing with killing the. I mean, I don't know. There were a few, a few moments I thought worked. But I thought it went overly long, and some of the stuff was just kind of obvious. Especially, with, well, we'll get to it. Yeah, that's but, uh, yeah. yeah the modern, the modern day stuff was was kind of troublesome. Could have went, uh, yeah, because this could have could have been told in like a flashback while yeah, sure. dealing with other things. That's I, I I enjoyed it. I I almost as much as last week, but not quite as much. But. Um, I don't know. I, there was a lot that I liked about it of things that it informed us on. I just think that it was long in the tooth. I think that, you know, if this were, if they were doing like a between this group and our group kind of thing, this might have worked better to only be half of the episode instead of the whole thing. Because it just, it paced really slowly. But other than that, I thought it really helped inform a lot about who these characters are and who the Whisperers are. So. I thought I did think it was cool that the modern day parts were timed right up to where we were last week. Yeah, that was cool. So I mean, it's like we'll yeah. show you a bunch of flashbacks, but hey, you know, by the end of this episode, you'll see right where we're anchored in time is this one you right. know, catastrophe. So that was cool, and I, I, I don't know. It wasn't. There's a, a great thing on the on on the cartoon Young Justice where they say they're not overwhelmed, they're not underwhelmed, they're mm-hmm. just. They're just whelmed. <laughs> That's how I kind of thought about this episode. I thought some of the performances were good. Because I kind of get where they are already, right? Yeah, yeah. There's some moments I liked and some things I didn't like. Yeah. But it was just kind of whelmed. It was a decent enough episode. Yeah, I wasn't overwhelmed, but I was a little bit then, then whelmed. Whatever you would label that. Yeah. All right, so we start off seven years ago. Um, there's a there's a woman that has obviously been in a car accident. She's bleeding from the head. She's passed out at some point, and there's a bunch of walkers approaching her, and she wakes up out of her out of her unconscious state, and uh, tries to get away. Crawls up under the car and is immediately pulled uh, by the walkers and summarily eaten. And uh, we look over and we see Alpha and Lydia walking amongst the dead. They're not completely uh not like we've seen some of the characters in the other shows where they are completely mm-hmm. covered in them, but it's more like I think it was meant to more show how they're emulating uh fitting in. So I mean, yes, they did have blood on them uh and and they, you know, they they you know, had their faces covered and stuff and and were mocking like they're walking with them. Oh. But they weren't covered in the guts yeah. like we've seen. Speaking, I mean, speaking of blood and guts, I mean, the walkers playing "Got Your Nose" with that lady was, man, that was it was, man, that was God, it was. I was really I, surprised. It was I good mean, as far as the brutality of it, but it was like, holy crap! Uh, so th- this startles Lydia. She screams, and then, of course, once that happens, then the other walkers turn on them, and they have to get away. And they end up running in uh, what to what looks like it was a hospital, and 
they uh, they they're able to get away. Jason and Voorhees see, turn around and they see because <laughs> that's what I yes. thought. Me too. I was waiting for that music. I'm like, they need that music in here, just like really quiet and under the tone. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's Halloween season around here in that Dee's household, so it was very much <laughs> in front of my mind. <laughs> Rabbit season. That yeah. season. So they see this this large man wearing a ski mask, staring sure. at them, and uh, obviously yeah. this is Bane. Yeah. I mean, it's very it's very or it's obvious at this point that who that is. Um, and that is our that is our cold open, and we get to the credits. Um, then when we cut back after after the the opening, uh, we're back at the at the camp, and. Um, uh, we we see Beta shaving Alpha's head with uh no, this you know, with is a modern knife. day. With his switched business. after the cold open, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I just want to keep track because I know in this episode they keep flipping and flopping back and forth. Yeah, I put little uh so as I did my notes, I put a little a little uh line between uh my segments to make sure I keep it straight. Um <laughs> But yeah, he's sitting there shaving Alpha's head with his uh with his knife. Uh as dry shaving. Her head. Talk about it. Tr- talk about your you know, trust fall. <laughs> yeah. There's a short, only yeah. a very short list of people in the world I would trust enough to shave my head with a knife dry. Um, and she she talks to Beta and says that she should uh, he should take the sisters with with him um, because they have a they have good what is it, good insights or good uh, like they're uh, basically for for what they're wanting to do they 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 would be good to do that. Um. So that that was kind of a quick little interlude. Then we cut back uh, to the to the hospital, and uh, Beta basically says, "Well, you could stay one night, but stay in the hall and don't and and don't move." Um, and then we cut back to the present, and it's Beta walking with these sisters out in the field. And uh, one of them is Thora Birch, who ends up being Gamma later yes. in the episode, right? Yes. Now there was a part. Of, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe um, it wasn't in your notes or whatever. But um, uh, uh, you know, Beta and Alpha are talking about our group, right? And you know, he's yes, like, yes. Oh, "We're far from the enemy." He's like, "Their fears will subside." But she's like saying, "No, I think those beheadings are going to keep them on their side of the line for a while." So they're kind of, you know, they're kind of disagreeing about it, you know. But they had. A, but they wanted to, like you said, uh, they, you told me to take the sisters to get more walkers. And they call them guardians? Yeah. I noticed. They call the walkers guardians? Yeah, I caught that. Yeah. I don't know what they're, I don't know what they're guardians, a lot of, but like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of uh, tension between... Oh, I think I... Well, they protect them, right? That's That's kind of the whole thing with the guardians. Since they thank hide God, among them, thank God they're not Jimmy Olsen in the Supergirl show. That guy, oh, well, okay. <laughs> terrible. Anyway, I do sorry. have a question. Sorry, that, hashtag DCTV podcast. Hashtag, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I mean that I do have a question that came up out of this episode in my mind was okay. So they walk amongst the dead with these Walker masks on them and whatnot. Um, you see in that flashback. Alpha and her daughter, you know, covered in not completely in guts like Jim had said, but, you know, what they're doing to mask themselves as they walk amongst the dead. 
but when we look at the ones now in the Whisperers, the only thing they seem to be wearing is clothes, and then they have a walker mask over them. And I would think that after a while, that's not really masking a smell. So what are they doing now so that they can walk amongst the dead? I mean, the dead aren't going, oh, you have a wrinkly dying face, so you're okay, and moving on. No, it's all smell and instinct. So, that's Or am I, they, th- am I overthinking it, maybe? I don't know. That's why they, by the way, that's our weekly uh, overthinking it moment. <laughs> and second of all, that's why they wear alphabets. Ah! <laughs> See, it all comes together. It's yes, it alphabets does. on their clothes. They're ready to go. Well, they they show them several times skinning the whole bodies. So yeah, and I think it is they have blood, the, right? Yeah, we may see them with regular clothes on. Yeah, yeah but skin. I take it as they have they have the skins on as well, at least over their torsos. Oh, oh, I didn't think. I of mean, that. it's not explicit, you know, obviously, yeah. but no, but that would make sense. But yeah. just given how many times we've seen them do, you know, I mean, even like we saw in the last episode when they came across that camp. And they picked up that whole like that wasn't just a face. I mean, that was right. a whole, it was a whole like, body. Like, like it skin someone. Yeah. Well, and I had figured that every so often they just get a fresh Walker face that they put together and everything else. But then this uh, episode, this episode when we learn about Beta's mask and who it is, he's had that since they started the Whisperers, and so it's like, well, there's no way it still has that fresh rotted dead smell. So. What is he doing? I, well, <laughs> I don't think that. I th- knowing how flesh is, I don't. I don't think it's getting. I don't think it's getting less ripe. I mean, it's. it's I, I well, I mean, but it dries out. It becomes leathery. It's going to lose that rotting smell. It's just going to be nasty. I, I don't know. I, again, I'm overthinking. Whoa, whoa, whoa! It, so. How do you know so much about how a corpse rots? Um, seemed to have I, a lot of personal experience. I took a lot of biology and anatomy classes in college and high school uh-huh. when I was initially thinking about being a doctor long, 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 long ago. So. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, just knowing meat in itself, it just doesn't seem anyway, out. The mother, the, uh, the other sister is the mother of the baby from season nine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Alpha like made her, uh, you know, sacrifice her baby. Yeah. Point to Daryl. <laughs> well, I mean, um, that's the only reason she did it. She was like trying to show her power and dominance over Daryl, right? Yeah. True. Like, oh, look what I'll make this woman do. You can't do that to your people. Yeah. Yep. Because I wouldn't want to do that to my people. You crazy. <laughs> <laughs> So then we come back to the to the present, and uh, so d- again, my understanding was that they're trying to gather a herd. Right, that was the whole purpose of them going out is to find these separate groups of walkers and try and gather them together into one larger herd. Yeah, so that is, is that what you guys it as yeah that they wanted to build a big herd. Yeah, because everything's kind of scattered from. From from what was going on, so they need to kind of regroup. So, well, and I mean, even before we get to her motivations at the end of this episode, I got the impression Alpha wants to start getting ready to front to mount a campaign going back across the lines and against our 
our group. I don't know. Because um, it just seemed like, okay, it's time for us to start moving. Is I don't know what her motivation was at that time, but that's why they needed the herd. So they're, and I guess Alpha, or I mean, uh, Beta's really good at rounding them up, as we see. Yeah. Uh, so Which this I, I think they spent too much time filming him rounding up walkers. That was part of what slowed this episode for me. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and then, of course, this is when we get the flashback to the to the baby from the previous season that gets left behind, and the sister kind of, um, kind of has a bit of a moment. And uh, yeah, it's like PTSD from what happened. Yeah, what, yeah, she's obviously not it. right. Like, well, uh, I mean, would you be? <laughs> no, absolutely not. I mean, yeah. Um, so she's, you know, obviously having difficulty dealing with it, and you could tell that Gamma is having less issue with with what's going on. Um, so they 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 take her back to camp, and somebody goes up to to kill her uh, for basically her behavior and the way she's she's acting, and then Alpha steps in and says no, and. So again, this is where it's, it there starts. You start to feel this tension between Alpha and Beta because, you know, the whole thing with them is, you know, they they don't have names, they don't have attachments, they you know they they're kind of living the life that they live and and you know there's no emotion and there's no feeling and everything else. And so he's a little confused as to why he's sparing her. And then she she tells him, you know, you don't know what it's like to you know to to lose a child to. To have to to give up your give up your child, so obviously yeah. Alpha's neither, going through some stuff does, too, and neither does uh, she, as we, as he finds out later, right? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So obviously she's she's going through some stuff from having to to leave Lydia behind, um, and not and not having her with her. Um, so then we cut back, flash back again. Um, um it. it, it, it Lydia and Alpha are kind of settling into this, you know, for what they can settle into this this hospital setting. Um, uh, Lydia says, you know, she wants to be more like like her mom, and um, and Alpha is like thrilled to hear her finally say this that she's coming around to the fact of of the, of her way of living and doing things. And and Alpha <laughs> says, "Oh, I'm glad to hear you say that because if you, basically if you didn't and you don't you wouldn't want to live this way, then I'd I'd have to leave you behind." <laughs> um, leave it to Walking Dead to finally have a worse mother than Lori Grimes. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> um and and this is where when she says, "You know, I just want to be like you, mama." And that's when she says, "No, you know, don't call me that. You know, we don't we don't have names." Um So again, it's it's a little interesting because she's trying to be Alpha's trying to be all hardcore about how she thinks and how she feels and and how she wants to operate in this world and and how she presents herself to everybody else. Uh, but at the same time, she also has a has a she's demonstrated where she has a hard time when it comes to Lydia of letting it go, not feeling attached, not having it affect her, well, uh, even though. Yeah, and I mean, if you look at it, too, is, okay, the world just basically ended. The dead are walking the earth. You don't know what's going on. You, It's obvious that she wasn't exactly, you know, fully mentally stable before all of the world ended, but... Don't forget the head injury. Yeah, but I'm just saying is, 
when all that first happened, even the sanest of people are probably thinking all kinds of crazy things to survive and everything else. So she suddenly put together this like set of rules for herself of how society should be now so she can survive. And then she meets this guy who, you know, I mean, a lot of their principles about being separate and everything else came from the discussions the two of them had in the hospital, as we learn in this episode. So I kind of get like she got this set of principles as weird as they are for her and her future group you know now it's a little bit down the line her daughter's grown a little you know and now that she's been forced to be separate from her she's finally having to face the reality of you cannot push away all emotions within your within yourself you're a human being and that's what she's struggling with now and the fact that beta i think has been this way for long time even before he met alpha that's where the wedge is starting to form is because he cannot he cannot feel that emotion that she's feeling and she's mad at herself and disappointed in herself that she feels it and that's why we see her so ashamed of it when she's telling beta we can't let others know it makes sense they're in a uh, an asylum right like a mental ward yeah part of the movie, I mean, part of the movie, part of the, the show. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, where where do the mentally ill go when this thing strikes? I mean, they just get, you know, it just... So, you told me just saw Joker lately. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mentally ill. Or they, right just walk, they just walk the earth, too. I mean, and yeah, they probably no can make a better sense of this than than people who are uh, supposedly sane. I came, uh, I came to kind of a realization seeing this, and I wrote it down in my notes. Um, I realized the whispers are like the opposite of um, like our people, and it's like this: they are prizing uh, brutality, right? And they struggle with these questions of empathy that they still feel that they don't want to deal with, right? And our people are driven driven by empathy and struggle with these questions of brutality: how far is too far? Yeah. You know, do we kill? Yeah. It's it's an interesting um, um, uh, opposite uh, thing, and yeah, this kind of whole like mad dance they have here in this in this sequence coming up, um, the whole kind of crazy. It, the amazing part to me about the whispers is that it went beyond these two crazy people. You know what I mean? They like it did that it, that they were able to you know tell other people that this you know sell this idea to other people. I guess kind of like the heapsters, you know they they. they... Yeah, I guess. The same kind of thing, you know, that... that um, <clears throat> so we cut back to the present, and uh, so it looks like they threw... It It looks like she's in an, uh, like, underground, it, it, because they... It, it's like a... It almost like, like a cave or something that they, they have, because they showed a shot from showing above. There's, like, a hole in the, in the roof of wherever they're at, and you can see the sun coming through... Um, but it's all there's dirt. a whole lot of natural caverns in that yeah. region of the country. So, well, true, true. There's one. I'm trying to remember the name of it. It's just outside of DC. I went there as a kid, and so I'm thinking it's probably one of those many networks of caverns. Yeah. It's what they call the deeper place. Yes. Um, but uh, Alpha has her remove her mask and kneel before her. And puts her hands on the side of her head, and she starts to scream. And I thought for a minute she was going to crush her skull. Like, 
it, yeah. it looked like that's what she I was. I thought so, too. I thought that's what she was going to do. I thought she was just going to either do that or bash her head in somehow. Yeah, or, yeah. Which I don't think she has the strength to crush a living human skull. Well, Just saying. With her bare hands. Oh, crazy strength is strength. When you, uh, that adrenaline starts pumping and you, uh, you know, see, you'd be surprised. I, I agree with Terrell. I've seen some shit now. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I, I I'm never, just thinking never, of how much. I never underestimate this, the, uh, the strength of crazy ever again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, talk to guys in the, it's just funny because I heard uh, guys that worked in a mental ward before. Uh, and they're not small guys that work at these mental wards. You'd be surprised at who has the, you know, when they when they have to subdue a patient who has the strength they didn't expect them to have and who doesn't. Uh, so, I don't know. I was just thinking in my mind of uh, the mountain in Game of Thrones when he crushes that skull. I'm like, she doesn't. Oh have no, that I won't be like that. No. <laughs> There's no dragons in Walking Dead either. Yet. Yeah. Yet. <clears throat> um. But but yeah, she doesn't end up crushing her skull. She just kind of ends up stroking her hair and trying to calm her down and uh, and kind of get her bring her back. And uh, so of course, once they both walk back to the camp, Beta is pretty perplexed at this point. He's pretty up, upset and not uh, not feeling it. And Alpha Alpha stands up back to him and basically says, "Are you questioning my authority? Are you are?" You, and he's like, no, but um, – and she basically says, okay, if she gets out of line again, I'll skin her myself. Um, so obviously we'll see in a little bit that the next time they go out on this uh, herd excursion, uh, Alpha actually goes goes with them. Um, and then Beta even questions Alpha about her wandering at night, um, which, mm-hmm. again, that will come back later. Um, so we cut back to the past uh, again, and a walker comes up on Alpha, and then there's many more, and Beta ends up helping her out, and um, and then she starts, you know, once they kind of, there's, I don't know, like five or six of them, I guess, they, they subdue them all pretty pretty easily, and there's one on the ground, and she starts to uh, open it up and start pulling all the guts out. And uh, she even gets him to kind of join in where there's one of them that she's having a tough time kind of like cracking the ribs open. And he just grabs them both and just just pulls them open. And um, uh, Steven Steven says, I like killing with you. Like, yeah, like almost flirting with him in a weird way. Yeah, it was a weird. Yeah, very weird uh, sexual tension stuff going on uh, there. But uh, she calls him Mr. B. And then. And then just B, and then he says, "Well, if I'm B, then what are you?" And then she says, "A." So this is obviously again the kind of the origins of the whole alpha beta thing. Um, and then she says, "There, there's two kinds of two kinds of people in this world. There are those that are brave enough to walk with the dead, and then everybody else." True that, because I ain't doing it. Can't <laughs> that. So we come back to the present, and again they're out on this this herd excursion again. The two sisters are there. 
the one who eventually the Thora Birch character who who will become Gamma we'll see is is trying to talk to the sister and and you know try and get her to again to come to kind of calm down um and uh then then as they're walking around they see the the satellite this so this is when things kind of start to catch up satellite overhead it crashes obviously it kind of disrupts what they're trying to do with the herd because they're off you know they hear the the noise and the in the boom and uh and then the herd starts to walk that way so as as everybody's kind of mixed up um there's a, there's a woman that has one of those like baby carrier things on their like you know instead of like a backpack it's like on the front that you know that that people have a baby yarn um, yes mm-hmm. and uh so the sister at this point just kind of freaks out like she sees uh she sees the the lady with the with with that uh freaks out and then just starts charging and yeah. then everything kind of gets chaotic yeah, you know, the, did the walkers she? Yeah, yeah the walkers um, start to get a little chaotic and beta. I want thing. her in a bar fight. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Um, and of course, she just gets completely ripped up. Like, and then Alpha goes to to kind of um, get in the mix, mm-hmm. and Gamma steps in to say no. You know, don't like to to protect her. And again, I think I, I think what we'll see with Gamma is e- even if she's not fully. Like from a belief standpoint, like is fully in on this. Like she knows that this is what it's going to take for her to stay alive at this point. Like yeah. I think, I think she's this is a arrangement of convenience. Like she knows, she knows what she needs to do to get in the good graces and to and to stay alive. And so she realizes her sister at this point is a lost cause and uh, earns favor with Alpha by by protecting her. It kind of like she she goes. Her sister goes after Alpha. And like it kind of seems like she got her off the Alpha and threw her to the zombie. Yeah, the um, sky bounces. Francis screams and tackles Alpha from behind, causing all the walkers to turn in their direction. Beta springs into action and mows down the walkers in the path. Mary grabs Alpha and saves her as the walkers devour Francis and the whispers get away. So, yep. yeah, she threw her, threw her off. So she's she's secret service to Alpha. Yeah. Yep. So then we come back to the past, and at this point, Lydia wakes up and uh, and she wants to be just like her mother. So she literally goes, finds the the pails, goops herself up, and starts wandering around the hospital um, to the point where she goes to a door that it, it clearly seems that there's walkers on the other side of, um, and goes to it. Um, and and this is where it kind of we start to get kind of these. Uh, these these cuts back and forth, where the the rest of the episode kind of moves uh, kind of quickly between the the past and the present, um, and it, and it's really just just Alpha, you know. Once they once they get back, um, Gamma's kind of annoyed, like Alpha, you know. Again, for a society that puts no no real importance on names and and things like that and possessions and and everything, obviously there's a little bit of a hierarchy structure. And so they anoint uh, Gamma as I'm, I'm guessing like the third in command at this point because it's Alpha Beta and then obviously it's going to be Gamma. So, um, so the, the, this this hierarchy I guess is expanding in their little little structure. Um, and then it it just goes back to um, you know the, the past and the present where you know 
uh, the the you know, that we see Beta and Lydia, and um, Alpha goes looking for for Lydia, and um, you know she's 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 kind of roaming around the hospital looking for for where Lydia is at. And she comes to – there's a picture in – I guess it's it's some sort of common room or something like that. And there's a picture on a wall and it's somebody that has the, the shirt that says – what is it? Uh, is it Have a Nice Day? Is that, was that what that sh- shirt or – that Beta wears? It was something like that, yeah. It's the same yeah. shirt he has on now. So. It's the same shirt he has on now but he didn't have it then. And, uh, and it's basically two people s- standing next to each other and their faces are scratched out. Um. <laughs> Have, yeah. a ha- have a happy day. Yeah. Okay. I have a happy day. Yes, yes. Um, and so the the person wearing that shirt ends up coming in towards Alpha, and she goes to kill him, and Beta kind of freaks out a little bit, but it's too late, and she already does it. Um, and all, all this while, Beta is on the search for Alpha. Like, he's going to, to look for her because, again, it's the night. She's, she goes on these walks and disappears, and uh, he comes across her, and she's she has this shrine in the in the present day. She kind of has this shrine set up. It's it almost weird looks like and a, creepy. Yeah, it, it it almost looks. I guess it's I don't know if it's meant to be like a bassinet or a bed, but it almost looks like kind of a boat. I it thought it looked like a big bird's nest. Is what yeah. it looked like to it looked me. Like a nest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it had that weird like bow on the front of it, almost like a boat did. It was it was weird. Um, and and her doll, the doll, because it, earlier in the episode, you know that that's kind of like her her coming of age, where she says, "No, I don't want that anymore." You know, I don't I don't yeah. need the dolly anymore to sleep. Um, but Alpha still has it. Um, and and so uh, this is you know kind of where again where the things come to a head, and Alpha says, you know, like you know she's she's still out there, and um, and the two of them start arguing and. Uh, Alpha kind of breaks down and basically says like it's she, she's you know she realizes she's dead and she even says she was dead the minute she was born um but but she still she knows she's still out there um and then she makes a point of saying you know the others must never know like they can't they can't know and then this happened once before where she kind of had a little bit of a crack in the in the foundation yeah and and yeah. she told Beta, like, you can't tell the others because it would show weakness. So this is kind of like the second time she's kind of had this weird breakdown in front of him. him. Um, yeah, that makes him so. good, makes her go back and do something extreme. Well, this is plus, also – oh, go ahead, Jim. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, plus, I mean, when she kind of anoints the new Gamma, you can tell Beta just sees her for, like, a replacement Lydia. And this kind of just, like, yeah. totally cements that. No, that's a good point. I was about to say something similar, and that's why I think Alpha was smart even before this scene where Beta has um, discovered her little nesting area is, I mean, obvious we saw it from the beginning of the episode. In the present, there is definitely some fracture going on between Alpha and Beta, um, and then that fracture is starting to get wider as the episode goes on and everything else with uh, the sister going crazy and all that stuff and, and everything else, so what she did instead was she basically anointed herself an ally, you know? So right now leadership is her and beta and there's this rift starting to form. Well, what's the best way to, you know, gain in, in that leadership role is 
bring in somebody else who now worships you, anoint them into leadership, which also demonstrates to the rest of the whisperers that good deeds can be rewarded within this hierarchy of their whisperer structure. So, like, it was very smart. I mean, yes, I see what you're saying, Jim Beta, seeing it as, oh, she's basically created herself a new Lydia, but also at the same time, she's really strengthening her alliance in leadership within this group. So, now, it's they were already kind of blindly following her, now they are truly blindly following her, and Beta is the only one that has any dissension in the ranks at the point, at this point. But I think by the end, they kind of shore it up. I think the point of this was, like all through the episode, I kept thinking, oh, their 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 relationship is fracturing, fracturing. But then they tell, you know, again, in the flashback part of it, it's unclear to me who the person is that Alpha kills. I couldn't tell if it was just somebody that... I figured it was either his brother or uh, somebody in his band. Because we've been established through fear that he used to be a musician. What do you mean we established through fear? One of the albums that uh, Daniel drops, it has Beta on the cover. He's he was a musician. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I, I it just I guess it just wasn't clear to me. Like, is it was it a like a family member? Was it a partner? Was it somebody he was locked up with? Let me see was if it. it names him specifically in this official breakdown let's see it, it just it, and i guess it, it I, I guess in one way it doesn't really matter uh, it was somebody he was obviously close to the, the point being and and you know she basically says well you, you know you you don't have to be apart from him and so he cuts he starts to cut his face off which is i again where uh, he gets the mask of the person he's uh, of he's wearing now, and then of, of course he takes the shirt um, to to wear as well. Um, but but obviously this is like a situation where he kept the dead version of his friend, compatriot, partner, what, it, what whoever it was um, around, you know, alive. You know, not quite to the extent of like Herschel in the barn, but. <laughs> um, you know, but but kind of similar to where it's like you you just don't want to fully let go of of you know of this person. So, um, so he's again he's been through something that she helped him get past and get over and gave him a structure, mm-hmm. and now it's like she's returning the favor in the present day with her. So I kind of took it as even though it appeared like there was some fracture going on, that maybe there wasn't like that that really. The two of them kind of have this bond where because they, they were there from the beginning of, of this, you know, whatever the whispers are and wherever they are now that, that they just, they, you know, that I, I, I got by the end of it that there was less fracture between the two of them than, than, than I thought at the beginning. And maybe, maybe that'll play out. Maybe that's not, you know, that's not how it, how it'll end up being. No. But that's kind of what I got. Yeah, no, I thought that they had kind of come together more towards the end, but I'm just saying she she was very smart in how she played. And, I mean, maybe it was all on accident, but to me, she basically has shored herself up as the undisputable leader of the Whisperers through, through those actions. And also, by the way, so Skybound's official recap refers to the Beta's 
it's his old friend. That's all they say. So yeah, okay. Yeah. I guess I guess there's a lot of ambiguity. I don't know in, in this episode of just things going on that we thought that you know that we had to kind of infer what was what was happening, mm-hmm. um, and and them not being somewhat expl- it wasn't pretty it wasn't as overt as, as I guess I would like um, for it. Um, but anyway, so back in the present, what ends up happening is uh, they decide that they're going to strike back against uh, uh, you know the beta says hey there's there's a, a fire. Uh, there's smoke. There, there's there's a fire popping up, and so I guess that gives Alpha the idea to gather up what herd they have, and then kind of add um, insult to injury and send this herd towards uh, our, you know, the the, the surviving the, the 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 Alexandria group as they fight this fire um, because she's assuming that they crossed into their territory to deal with this fire, and of course we get to the end of the episode. Um, as they as they unleash the herd on on our crew, and Alpha steps steps out, uh, and then we have that that face off on the quarry between uh, Carol and Alpha. And I, I thought the the shot, the final final shot of them, that long shot with uh, the, with the two of them, you know, facing each other, that was a really well formed. Uh, yeah. I, I, I like the way that was. That was I like the composition on that shot. Much I thought it was than, cool too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much better than just the Carol looking down at Alpha and Alpha looking back up at Carol. I just thought that long shot um, of the two of them standing on either side of the quarry was was a pretty cool uh, composed shot. And I, I'm not sure, but I I got the impression that Alpha thinks that our group set a fire. I, I don't. Uh, I don't know why I got I that, but from no, just the way, no, she, the way she so. posited, the way she spoke, I, I don't know. Either way, it doesn't matter what she thinks. She's going to take it out on them. So, <laughs> and then she she tells Beta in the past, like we are the end of the world. We are the end of the world. So, it's the end of the world. As yes. Know. And that is the end of the episode. So before we get to our busters, we can do a word from our sponsor, DCBService.com. Halloween is approaching. The December, the, the December, the October solicits are out. Um, so head on over to DCBService.com where you can check out all the stuff they have on sale for October. Um, and you can head on over to InStockTrades.com. Uh, if you're if if you're if the horror bug has you, there are plenty of horror themed uh, comics for you to catch up on and read in trade paperback or hardcover or compendium or whatever form uh, you like. There's plenty of stuff over there uh, to to peruse and to browse, uh, including of course The Walking Dead. Uh, you can get caught up on there too. Um, but yeah, definitely check out DCBService.com for all the great savings. Um, all of the great deals uh, that they have going on there. Again, fi- you know, oh. so 45, 50, 60, 70 uh, percent off of pre-ordering comics over at DCBService.com. Oh, uh, wait a minute. Well, not just comics. Well, true. They have clothing. They have collectibles. They have action figures. They have gaming supplies. They have statues. There's so much more than just comics, my friend. There's I mean, a they have Iron course. Giant statue they have on there for. They do have comics. Don't be right. Don't get me wrong. Cool. Yeah, that is cool. Iron Giant. I was looking at that Jack and Sally. Uh, yeah, that was looking at that too. Christmas uh, too. There's all kinds of cool stuff uh, in there. You can 
literally spend hours just looking around at all the cool stuff they have. And it's all 25, 35, 40, 50% off. So pre-order. You'll get it before Christmas. DCBService.com. We thank them for their support of the Walking Dead TV podcast. So let's get to our Buster ratings. Buster. Daryl, what did you think? Uh, I I didn't dislike the episode, but I kind of got their I got their vibe already. Like I, I don't know why we needed this whole backstory. You kind of get where they're coming from. Um, like I, the only thing it explains is that oh she's gonna f with them because she wants her kid back. Uh, but that's it. I mean, that's the only new thing really that I thought we really got from this. I mean, we kind of knew all the other stuff. Um, I, I, to me, it just gets a two, two and a half out of, out of five. Wow. Rich. Well, I couldn't be more on the opposite side of that. Um, I liked this episode. Um, I thought that we learned quite a bit from, from character standpoints, but from just the uh, history of the whispers. I mean, yes, we, we did kind of get Alpha's origin story, um, last season, uh, you know, when, the world first started falling apart, but I think that this gave us more of how her and Beta came to be, what established this group, and I, I have a feeling that, and hopefully they don't overplay it, but I have a feeling that throughout this first half of the season, we're going to probably get more of these flashbacks that show a little bit more about um you know, juxtaposing their relationship at the beginning of the Whisperers versus now, and and how that's eventually going to pro- maybe undo certain things that Alpha has wanted to accomplish or didn't realize she wanted to accomplish, but now she's starting to feel things. So, um, so there's that. Um, I I really felt that um, you know the whole thing with anointing Gamma and just you know showing that. Even even where they feel that they're nobodies, that, that that's their theme of nobody is anything anymore, they're still having to put some sort of hierarchical structure in place just to keep things moving. Um, I, I, I thought that uh, a lot of the stuff in the flashbacks was really fun. I, I, you know, felt that some of the scenes with Beta, you know, like the dancing and just some of that stuff – made it feel a little too long, but I don't know. I really, I, I liked it. I liked it almost as much as I liked last week's. I, and I really do like how it kind of forged both these first two episodes up to a certain point. And that's kind of, kind of like these were prequels to the season and now we're kicking off the season. Um, which I think is a, it was purposely done for the reason of last season, while there was a lot of good in last season, these type little these little things about the whispers and whatnot were kind of just wove in and out of the storylines. Having two separate ones and then converging them together into this third episode, whatever we're about to to get. I don't know. I thought it was smartly done because you did have a lot of people supposedly, you know, that were coming back to The Walking Dead after have not been watching it so i thought it was a good way to kind of say you know like that first page of a marvel comic book that says basically this is what's going on um so just like last week i'm giving this one four busters nice jim 
I thought it was okay. It was kind of a mixed bag. I liked, uh, I liked Samantha Morton's acting. Um, I didn't think we needed this much backstory on the uh, um, whispers, though. So I was I was kind of okay with what with the uh, the episode, but I didn't think it was the greatest thing ever. Uh, I give it a three, three out of five, right down the middle. I'm right there with you. I gave it a three as well. I <clears throat> I just I I felt like. This was a long walk for a short drink of water. Ah. I just I don't I don't feel like I needed a full episode to to get what I what what we needed to get. I thought the stuff in the present was not as not as interesting even as the stuff in the past. I think they should have just if this is the story they wanted to tell, they should have just gone full flashback. Um maybe bookended it with uh with some of this other stuff that they wanted to do with Thora Birch or um, to to show them bringing a horde on the uh, on onto our crew, but I I just don't see the whole uh, need to to kind of tell the story in this way. I mean, I'm not against. I mean, they, they've done some really good stuff in on this show with telling you know flashbacks and and intercutting you know the with the present day and stuff like that. I just I just don't think this worked uh, as well as as some of those other episodes that we've seen. So. That's where I land on it. Um, but what did the audience think? Or what? Oh, wait, Aaron. I'm yeah. sorry, Aaron's review. What did Aaron have to say? Here's Aaron's Busters. He says, hey, guys, sorry I'm out this week again, but I have thoughts on this great episode. As much table setting and further illustrations of character through unnecessary flashbacks there may have been so far this season, I was really enjoying this look back at how Alpha met Beta. Uh, perhaps it's the fact that two crazy people found each other and hit it off, or maybe it's because of Samantha Morton is freaking killing it as Alpha, and I'm intrigued by everything about the Whisperer leadership duo, and I see them as very dangerous threat to our heroes. Uh, not hurting is how, as of now, even if Alpha's behavior can seem a bit erratic, the show is not making this inconsistent with who she is. There's a lot going on with her, and it's all proving to be quite compelling. The rest of the episode, also good. Now we have a Gamma, and since it's Thor Birch, I look forward to seeing what major role she ends up having in the scheme of things. Very good episode for Busters. Excellent. So what did our listeners have to say? Well, you mean our listeners at the Walking Dead TV podcast Facebook group? That would be them. The ones that are found at facebookgroup.com slash group slash WDTV podcast slash. That would be them as well. Uh, every week we ask you to give us uh, your Buster ratings for Walking Dead. And you guys, of course, uh, did not disappoint this week whatsoever. Uh, Kevin Barry starts us off with 3.5 best friends faces out of five. I do not always like the origin stories, but I liked the episode and enjoyed the tense moments with the walkers. Uh, what really bothers me is what I see in superhero movies. The main character can always take their mask off. Uh, if Beta can leave it, uh, leave his in Alpha can as well. I think it hurts the character. Uh, Johnny Stower, six country songs are the key out of five. Um, this episode is excellent. In the comic, there's no backstory on how Beta and Alpha meet, so this is perfect for sure. Uh, like I said in the fear. Uh, Beta is a country singer, most likely wearing his best friend's face from Talking Dead. That is awesome. Uh, all the Patsy Klein music being hummed, being country, and seeing Beta's face on the album cover in fear is such good writing, in my opinion. That is quite an Easter egg. 
um, gamma will end up being a problem for Alzheimer's standalone episodes like this. Uh, and they're good. Make uh, me look forward to the new spinoff. Uh, when did Alpha tell everyone she killed Lydia? Was that off screen or did I miss it last year? Cheers. Um, Mike Jones uh, wrote in with five careless whispers out of five. Uh, love the backstory, love the score, and the gore was awesome. Enough said. Uh, Jeray Irvin, five busters, so good and gross. Welcome to the Walking Dead family, Thora Birch. Uh, Lisa Kelly, uh, 3.5 grizzly scenes out of five. I thought it was a bit drawn out, but it's a story that really separates the whispers as villains. I thought Negan was insane, but even in his worst, he's a picture of mental health compared to Alpha and Beta. There'll be no redemption arc for them. I agree. Uh, Mark Richards, three out of five face masks of friends. It was a good episode and nice to get a bit of the history of the Whisperers beta. But to be honest, I just wasn't feeling it to me. There was a lot of information they could have put in that they did unless I missed something. Okay. Uh, Chris Magoon, I thought it was very good. The only bad thing is it reminded me how weak our hero cast has gotten because I didn't miss seeing them at all this episode. Remember when we used to get pissed when we didn't see Rick in an episode? Remember when it was a Governor episode or another Battle-like episode or Bottle-like episode and you wish we were back with the group? That aside, it was a good episode about our new villains. Uh, Mary Cherpecchia, four busters out of five. Love this episode. I'm usually not a fan of villains, especially on the show, and I love watching the chemistry between Alpha and Beta, and I'm liking the casting of Thora Birch. I'm having, I have a feeling that Alpha might need to watch her back. Uh, I think a lot of people are having that feeling. Uh, Robert Nigro, this is about as twisted as I can tolerate on this show. The flashback was genuinely disturbing to me on several levels, which means I guess it did its job. Uh, three, haven't I seen your face somewhere before? It's out of five. Uh, Brent Jones, 3.5 chest splitter beta boys out of five. Uh, I didn't mind this episode being a backstory. Way better than Governor some of the other backstories. I uh, loved how it tied up the ending to the previous episode, leaving us all in the same spot. Hate how I just don't have a real attachment to our heroes at this point. Aside from Daryl, Carol, Eugene, Rosita, and Aaron, I just don't care. Uh, I already assumed Jerry is a dead man walking, so I refuse to let myself become attached. And I, <laughs> oh, man, if Jerry goes, we're all going to riot, I thought. That's what I heard. Yeah. Uh, and I hate it because I used to care about so many more characters. And I hate it because I used to care about so many more characters. Okay, now I need a sip of, of beverage here because... Jerry played a criminal this week on uh, NCIS LA. Oh, really? Yeah, he had to fight LL Cool J. Oh, no. Yeah. It's crazy to see him be a bad guy. But then he reformed at the end, so. I was going to say, but I just smiled at him and said, hey, man. Yeah. You don't want to be doing criminal stuff. He did. He did. He turned good. He turned good. Yeah, he turned good. Of course. He turned good again. It's Jerry. It's Jerry. Yukiyoshi Sawada, 3.5, a negotiable cash reward for anyone who brings James, Jonah, Jameson, the Mask of Beta out of five. Uh, so this week was moving week of my new apartment, so I'll make this short to everyone's relief. It's It was fine, a little boring in some parts, but it gets the point across. The alpha bluffs every time she says she'll leave her daughter. What a stupid reason to go to war. Kampai. And uh, if you, too, would like to join in with the Buster Fund, you please are more than uh, invited to do so. Just go to the Walking Dead TV podcast Facebook group on the Facebooks. Yeah, we need more. You're getting kind of lazy, people. Come on. 
The main show's back. I'm saying. Well, if, we get, if we get at least 20, I'll, I'll show you more pictures of the murder shed. I've approved three or four people this week alone, so we're getting more. Cool. I think, too, we're recording back on a pretty, uh, like, the Monday cycle. Um, whereas, before, you know, for, for a while there, especially with fear, when things were a little crazy, we're sometimes recording on, like, Tuesday or Thursday. Um, but I, th- I think we're back on the Monday clip, at least for, for the foreseeable future, so... Well, fear was kind of like our vegetables. We knew we had to eat them, and we just kind of scraped them to the side till we had to cover it, you know. So, all right, all right. Yeah, I think I saw some busters come in, like, last week, like, on before I posted the episode, but after we recorded. Yeah. So. See, y'all got to be the nice cops. I'm going to be the bad cop. You get it together. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try and – I'll tr- also try and do a better job of, of posting something to say, hey, we're recording – you know, once we know we're going to record, I'll put something up there that says, "Hey, we're recording it." You know, this this day and this time, so to get your busters in. So, so I guess that that about does it. Does anybody else have any final thoughts on uh, on the episode? No, yeah, really. Uh, for this pretty, pretty cut and dried bottle episode, you know. Um, well, you could find again. Just stay tuned to hhwled.com where you can check me out. Um, and Mr. Taylor, where can folks find you? Other than this podcast, of course. Where can't you find him? He's everywhere. He's infiltrated all forms of media. <laughs> right, Carol? You're supposed to jump in and talk. So is he, oh. is he now the new king of all media? I don't know. Not, I don't know about all that. But I, do yeah, know. I don't know about all that. But, you know, if you want to know about all the fall TV and movies, uh, you, you should be listening to Nothing's On and you want to know all about Batman, what's going on, you better listen to Gotham by Geeks. So just get it together. I'll be back on Nothing's On this week. My computer bricked. I couldn't help it. All right. We can't be running ragged another week. I know, man. I mean, believe me, it wasn't by choice. I know. I know. At D&D. It bricked my computer. <laughs> At D&D, bricked my computer. You broke it. <laughs> it bricked your computer. It broke it. The demons broke Bridget. <laughs> That's what happens when you play that that demon, yeah. demon yeah, okay. devil's game. Did your computer fail at saving throw? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Apparently, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Rich, where can people find you? Um, pretty much on the socials at ChubToad01. Um, also on the this podcast as well as on the Taylor Network on DC All Stars. Oh yeah, uh, we up. just recorded last week um, and. Uh, I'm assuming we're going to be recording again soon. Uh, hopefully. Yeah, when, do, when does that go up, Daryl? Uh, that'll go up this week. We're probably going to do it every week we do. We'll, we'll let people watch the thing. So we'll be a week kind of behind the ones we cover. So that gives people plenty of time to watch it. Cool. And they won't be spoiled because it's all spoiler. Spoilers. In yeah. Check out Batwoman. It's awesome. Hmm. Awesome is a strong word. Yeah, awesome is a strong word. Well, I like it. It has potential. It has potential. That's better. That's a that's a that's a better. It wasn't terrible. Yes, right. It wasn't <laughs> terrible. It wasn't that's... totally crap. Russ's yeah. official take. It was a show. It was a show. <laughs> it was on television. It was on TV. Someone t- I mean, someone was... filmed it. It was I named that it. one broadcast. It was named that anyway, one. Anyway, if you'd like to yeah. find more of my stuff online. Yeah. Yes, where yes. can people find you? Uh, you can hire me for voice work, voice acting work, podcast editing, or video cast editing at 
uh, Fiverr.com. That's Fiverr with two R's. Uh, Jim Dietz, 840, all one word. Uh, my rates are right up there, and they're pretty reasonable, and I do good work. Uh, you can hear me, as uh, t- as uh, Daryl Taylor mentioned on the daily, TaylorNetworkPodcast.com on Nothing's On, when my computer doesn't brick, or I don't have to go uh, ambush cater a vegan wedding. <laughs> this is what has happened to me the past two weekends. Yeah. <laughs> and OldMagicGaming.com. We are just now, we just relaunched the website. Brand new episodes are starting up again this week. Pretty exciting. We just played our, our first game in months because everybody's schedule has been so crazy. But we were able to coordinate our players all the way from Japan to London and everywhere in between uh, for an episode of Crown of Queens, which will be up this week. Uh, brand new at allmagicgaming.com. If you like the D Live Action Podcast, check that out as well. Awesome. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of The Walking Dead TV Podcast. Uh, stay, keep an eye on the feed. Uh, Jim and I should have something coming up this week um, related to the Watchmen podcast. Uh, so we'll be, uh, doing like a primer episode, um, before the episode, uh, officially airs this weekend, uh, this Sunday, uh, on HBO. Uh, so we're definitely looking forward to that. Uh, so again, keep an eye on, uh, keep an eye on the, on the feed. We'll have something, something going up there. Um, soon it'll be like a zero, yeah. episode, like the uh, like the like the snooze alarm before nuclear exactly. midnight. How about exactly. that? There you go. Um, all right. So again, thanks everybody for for uh, listening uh, to us. Again, check out the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash wdtv podcast, or you can send an email to wdtv at hhwlod.com if you want us to read something on the air and you don't want to go to the Facebooks. Uh, we'll be happy. Uh, happy to do it. When there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, remember, don't call me mama. I wouldn't call you mama, Rich. Yeah, that would I really am. creep me out. Definitely wouldn't call you daddy. No, even worse. That's not, so, never mind. Even worse. <laughs> Good night.